0: Some help pronouncing your last name Jennifer.
1: It's just like Grace. Oh, like Grace.
0: Race. I love it, mm-hmm. like Grace. It's spelled G R A I S. Um. Right. Is that, what was that, French? Was it French originally? Or?
1: Um, well, it's my husband's name. So oh. his dad is actually Russian. Oh,
0: really? Well, yeah. I feel like you, we're kind of sisters. Um, it's so interesting because I lived in Sonoma County for. Oh, wow. Uh, I had a radio station there, KVRE. It's a legendary station. And, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, no, I, it was a very progressive station. We played any kind of music we want. It was a very beloved station. In fact, a couple of the DJs um, that I hired as program director are still there. One's doing um, work at um, a place called The Crush, which is uh, a country wow. station there. And and um, I, I, I'm very close to it. And you live in Sonoma. Um, yes. and, and you've been in Sonoma how long now, Jennifer?
1: Seven years.
0: Seven years. Almost it's, eight.
1: Yeah, almost eight. It's going so fast.
0: Well, Jennifer is an amazing woman. She has a new CD out called They Were Here. And this is another reason I kind of feel like we're spiritual sisters. I've always had a passion for horses. In fact, when I lived in Sonoma County, I lived up on Annandale Road up there, uh, Bennett Valley Road, right by Annandale Park, which is a (gasps) 4,000-acre park. And I had an Arab and a thoroughbred. And I used to ride every day in Annandale Park. And of course my heart was kinda of broken because that whole entire area completely got burnt down in this last fire.
1: Yes, yes. Really a lot of devastation. A yeah. lot of devastation. But it's good that now that it's spring and there's there's new growth happening, the the grass is green and it's really covering the hillsides and there's new wildflowers, so the kind of rebirth part is happening now. Oh,
0: I'm so glad because it is, it's, I mean, I don't know how to describe it to people, but, you know, I love Maui. I'm very blessed to be here, but Sonoma County was one of my favorite places. And, of course, Sedona, yeah. which you've been in Sedona before, too. Oh, I have. Of I, I yes. love Sedona. Um, let me give a little background on you for people listening in that may not know who you are. Um, okay. You're a very interesting lady. You studied energy healing in India. And you're also um, a professional singer. You have a lovely voice. You're a beautiful woman. And you toured with Jackson Brown as um, a background singer for a while as well.
1: Yes, I did. You know, he's
0: coming here to play here. And um, I think in about a month he's going to be playing here.
1: Oh, lucky him and lucky you. Well, no, not lucky (laughs) me because I thought
0: there'd be space and it sold out like a month ago and I couldn't get tickets. And I love Aww. Jackson Brown. In fact, I used to play him when I had, I was a DJ at K-Rock in Los Angeles. And his um, manager at the time, Howard Burke, had called me up when I was on the air years ago. And that was when that album, Late for the Sky, came out. And they mm-hmm. wanted a 55 Chevy. And he asked me if I could announce on the air you know, that he was looking for a 55 Chevy, so I did a whole set of music <laughs> about old cars, and they found their 55 Chevy for the cover of that album because I did that announcement.
1: Oh, that's so cool. What a great story. Yeah,
0: no, but they were, they're wonderful. I've always been a huge fan. So you've done the road touring and the background singing. Did you see that movie, 50 Feet from Stardom?
1: Yes, I did. I related to that. I knew a lot of the singers in that movie. And um, it it really was so well done and really showed, you know, what it felt like to be, at least on some level, I mean, to be a background singer, it really did. It was really neat.
0: Yeah, and and, oh my gosh, you know, good background singers, such talent, you know, but... And, and oh, my gosh, I think of the wonderful background singers Leonard Cohen had and so many, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, they were just, I were there some sisters, I forget their name, but they were famous background singers as well. Um, but you have gone out on your own. You're married and you're doing amazing music. And this latest one was with Brian, uh, co- a combination of work with Brian Metcalf. Um, and yeah, it was
1: Byron. It's Byron Oh, Metcalf. you're right. Yeah, Byron
0: Metcalf, right.
1: Incredible drummer. In a, a really amazing shamanic practitioner, and he's done so much. I was so excited to team up with him.
0: Actually, he spends time in the, in the Sedona and Prescott area, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's where he's from. Yeah.
0: Wow. And Because that, that has that Native American vibe there for sure.
1: That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And the power of that land. And you just feel the ancestors there. And those big wide open spaces really kind of invite that.
0: And the magical Red Rocks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. God, those red, red Rocks oh, are amazing. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so, so you you were doing a lot of your work. You're still doing shamanic work. You also are an author. You did a lovely book. Um, it's a teen fiction novel called Krista's Luck. It's the story of a girl, her horse, and the last wild mustangs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> did you read the book My Friend Flicka?
1: Yes of course. And
0: and, and the oh. the Black Horse series the Fury books. Yes, Me too. Absolutely. I read all of those books when I was young. I devoured <laughs> all of them.
1: Me too. Oh my
0: gosh. I called my dog cuz I couldn't afford to have a horse when I was young. So I called my dog Flicka. I did. My- <laughs> so <laughs> you can relate, right? Oh, that's so great. I would try to oh, put a saddle so saddle on his back and, and reins. He did not like that. A very patient dog, okay. but enough was it? <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> so, so I understand your passion for horses, but a lot of people don't understand. And I have followed this story, and, and there are some amazing documentaries about the mustangs. But people do not realize the beauty and the power of these fantastic horses are really being threatened and not being taken care of enough by the government, I feel. I feel really there is not enough. Um, I, obviously, you feel this, so you wouldn't have done a CD um, right. about right. The, the awful um, tragedy of, of a lot of these horses being slaughtered and killed in inhumane ways by being herded by helicopters and driven over cliffs. It's, it's just heartbreaking.
1: Right, right. Yeah, we kind of have a history of of not treating animals well, at least when there's profit involved or not enough profit involved. So, unfortunately, most of these horses are worth more dead than they are alive. And, you know, that just kind of invites some bad behavior on our part. And also, there's a lot of mining interest in the West. So, you know, the land gets rented out or leased either for uranium mining or some other kind of mining or for cattle to graze. So the horses are pretty low priority, um, and in that sense, they also, you know, once they fence an area off, then they can even be um, annoying to the people who are trying to mine something from the land. So it's it's just become a big problem. You know, there are other ways. There are more humane ways to reduce population and to control the situation, but those ways have not been set into motion, and there's a lot of really organized groups who are working with the BLM and mm-hmm. are on actual board committees of the BLM in order to try to bridge the gap. So we'll see what happens.
0: And I have seen some amazing stories about um, actually people who were prison prisoners doing special work trying to um, do rehabilitation by training and trying to breaking the Mustangs. And how supposedly yes. it's, it's very – did you see that one about how life-changing it is when they – Oh, it's so –
1: it's such a big – it's so big because we have so much that we can resonate with, with with horses in general, you know, mm-hmm. but especially wild horses being imprisoned. You know, the prisoners have a tremendous amount of resonance with that. Mm. And, um, you know, all of us kind of being conditioned socially – out of our wildness and out of our primal self in order to kind of get along here together. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that we lose a part of ourselves or we feel separate from nature. And so when you're working with horses that are also stables and, you know, in boxes, we start to feel a certain resonance with the lim- how that they have this incredible power, but it can be limited just in order to live with us. So we do it to ourselves and then we do it to the animals that we come in contact with. Wow. And I've seen prisoners who just immediately, you know, because they have to connect on an emotional level because the horses are as wild and unapproachable as they are. So they have to actually gain the trust of the horse in order to work with it. So in order to gain something's trust, you have to become trustworthy. So the horses bring out the very best in you.
0: Mm, That is so, so true. And, of course, I think you resonate with that and do this beautifully in the CD because you are actually, um, you've done shamanic training and you actually teach shamanic training. And a part of that shamanic um, feeling, that mystical feeling of your connecting with their spirit comes out in this, D, uh, this CD. But, I mean, you also, I love these liner notes because it's true. Because horse, it says, horse as a spirit animal represents and mirrors the innate life force, power, wildness, and the instinctual impulse for freedom within all of us, which is so true. And on Ooh. top of that, um, you have even on the CD the sound of horse wolves. I love, there's something in me that resonates with that. You, ha- you started with some lovely sound of all these horses running wild, which you were able to capture, and you, you go into the, um, the feeling. I love this too, a caravan of horse people. The Knowledge of Timeless cross cultural <laughs> Caravan of Horse People, um, w- which is, is in spirit, the horse, the spirit horse. You call it wind horse here, but I've been in Tibet, and wind horse is an actual um, uh, energy that they represent, and you can see it in flags and energy. So it's interesting you picked up on the wind horse, too.
1: Yes, yes, it's been a symbol. Yeah, that's a really potent symbol for sure. But I'm, I agree with you, Cindy. I love the sound of the horses running. And that was recorded um, on, on the album They Were Here. Um, Byron got that recording from a documentary filmmaker named James Kleinert who had been out in the wild and recorded um, The Horses Running. And Byron took that recording and then just worked with it till he could get the sound level to something that would work for our album but it's my favorite part it's the way they were here opens up and so you hear horses running and you hear some clanging and it just does it feels like a caravan it's just it's just so amazing gives me goosebumps every time that byron found a way to work that in and at first he thought it would be too cliche but not the way he did it, it just is just amazing
0: it it, it so. is and i think um in all of us there is that spirit i know My friend actually called her horse ranch in Agura Wind Horse Horse Farms. And Mm -hmm. when she was in Tibet with me, she actually got this beautiful, some beautiful statues and a rug even with with the horse. So you kind of capture that. It almost seems like you go into that trance like state when you're recording this CD. Do you actually put yourself in that spirit state to record with the the drumming of, of Byron?
1: Absolutely. I mean, it's pretty
0: effortless. It's
1: an easy thing to do because the the drumming is so beautiful. And the space that he's created with his um, his partner, Karen, is just incredibly sacred. So he calls his studio the lair because it's the whole downstairs floor of their home. And it's just like you've walked into southwestern desert heaven.
0: Mm. And
1: there's just sacred objects everywhere. They have altars everywhere. Oh, my. It's it's just sonically beautiful and it's also visually beautiful, so um, so it's very easy to get into that space um, in that in that place. And then when you hear the music and what Byron has done, it was just very easy for me to shift consciousness a little bit. Yes, we do ask uh, directly. If we call in, you know, the loving, compassionate spirits, beings, divine energies, or any ancestors that want to speak through us. And that's kind of been the way my work has gone from being a pop music singer to someone who is kind of singing medicine songs on Mm. behalf of healing for either a person or a group of people or a group of animals or land. But I just find that there's so much more juice that I feel that runs through me when I'm doing it in service of something else Mm -hmm. um, rather than entertainment, which entertainment in itself is really valuable. So I don't mean to um, downplay that at all, but uh, it is, it's, it's a direction that I've enjoyed going in because I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know what's going to come. And so that keeps me present and really mm.
0: interested. And you have to be open. Yes. You have open to, be to open. spirit. Yeah. I mean, I understand mm-hmm. that totally. I never write down questions for interview- interviews because I don't know what's mm. going to happen. I don't know what you're going to say. You know. So I, right. I, so I always like to just be there and open to what may come. It brings spontaneity about. You know. I I wanted to ask you a little bit about um, this journey, the spiritual journey you've been on. Um, you went to India, and it sounds like it was a pretty inspirational trip for you. When did you go to India?
1: Oh, it was so incredible. My husband and I. Um, when did we go? I think we went around 2003, 2004, mm-hmm. um, to the Oneness University. And there was kind of a, a little bit of a movement going on in L.A. that were some people that had been going to the university and they would be able to give this certain kind of Reiki that they called Deeksha, um mm-hmm. when they came back from India. So it was like a three-week program, a 21-day program where you're just kind of steeped in this most beautiful vibration. um, And all you're doing is kind of receiving some of these hands-on energy transmissions and then Mm. taking some classes. But it was so shamanic. It was amazing. They Mm. would say things like, okay, we want you to travel back to the womb and and experience that. And then they would put their hands on you and give you an energetic download, and bam, I would be right back there. So it, it was just a really fascinating month. Some people would just go right to sleep. Um, (laughs) Other people would follow, you know, the directions really well. My husband is one of those who just fell asleep. He was hysterical.
0: Um, (laughs) Well, that's a form of going to it. it's just, it's not (laughs) conscious. It's it's a subconscious form of going to the same place.
1: Exactly. It's not a contest. It's perfect. It was just so humorous because uh, he never tries to be overly spiritual and he always brings this this incredible authenticity wherever he goes with humor so we had a lot
0: of fun where was that in india what part
1: um it was it was outside of Chennai. it was used to be called madras oh so mm -hmm.
0: well you know i've never been i've traveled to over 40 countries and i haven't been to india yet i was in nepal and tibet but i didn't make it to india so yeah i
1: can't imagine i would love to go there
0: um, you can, but it's not like you might imagine. <laughs> you can't yeah. imagine, is right, because lot, of the sure. Chinese. The yeah. Chinese influence is um, pretty heartbreaking to see in Tibet. Actually, mm-hmm. I was, Same I was, that. it was quite an awakening yeah, well, experience. Yeah, well, that's
1: kind of you know also what we're trying to honor, and they were here, is that mm-hmm. you know there have been a lot of cultures that have thrived, and a lot of nature-based cultures that have in the past have honored the earth, and I think that a lot of that wisdom is coming back or we're trying to get it back because we know that we're not truly fulfilled without it, that there's an mm-hmm. octave missing. It's true. But, you know, yeah. we want to honor all that's, that's gone before us, you know, that we we feel a longing to reconnect with. Mm-hmm. So, and that that's, is horse medicine, and it's also our own indigenous spirit, you know. Mm. We're, we're all indigenous to somewhere, and a lot of us have lost some of those teachings or and we might have even lost our family tree. Um, so this is our way of kind of, you know, nodding and honoring to that, to that part of the world that we just kind of, it goes unspoken, it goes forgotten.
0: When I go to Sedona and take a hike back into the hills and the canyons, that Native American energy is so mm-hmm. strong and so mm-hmm. present. I mean, I'm, in, I'm just thinking about getting chicken skin because it is it is so – we call it chicken skin here in Hawaii. Sorry, goose bumps for you. But it's chicken goose. They're bumping anyway. But, but there is that – you feel that energy. And there's some lovely places actually in Sedona where you can go and still see – Beautiful cave drawings, that, that ancient uh, drawings on the walls of some of their old caves and things there. So um, y- you have a lot of great websites. I-, I love the name of your websites, Pure Land Poetry. Now that is a great name, Jennifer. PurelandPoetry.com. Oh,
1: yeah, that's Frank. That's not my website. That is the poet that um, that, that actually wrote some of the liner notes. And so he has his own website, and Byron just wanted to honor him well, thank that. you
0: that 's lovely uh-huh. and the american dot com to find yes. out more about the wild horses and by the way, you yes. got a lovely photograph um, on this i i don 't know if that 's from that site, but you you honor the people who did this lovely photograph of the wild horses and your website 's Jennifer Grace. That's spelled yes. Jennifer G R A I S uh, dot com. You have quite an interesting history too. I mean, to to go from being um, a, a touring background singer, and I don't think background singers actually get paid much, do they? No, I
1: got paid well.
0: Oh, you did? Yeah, I was
1: the I was the only background singer in the whole band.
0: So oh, I, um,
1: it wasn't like he had I was one of three or anything.
0: Oh, that's no. good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. I was. I was a, um, you know, a, a recording artist, and so I was mostly hired for studio work. So in order for, to make it uh, worth my while to go on the road, I, you know, Jackson just paid really fairly. He paid everyone really fairly.
0: Well, that so. that's wonderful to hear. I mean, because I sure love his lyrics and his music, um, and and so you went from there, and the the leap. How did this transformation from background singing to having faith in yourself enough to kind of branch off and do your own thing and do your your shamanic studies and become an author where did that that transition happen
1: oh i i just you know as i was i was a studio singer so i was able to make enough money to make my own albums i made a couple of my own albums i was just really uh i was driven to express myself through songwriting so that was extremely rewarding when I was able to make enough money to make my own album, and then um, I made a couple. I made, recorded another album with the musicians that are that were touring with Jackson Brown, and that's how I met Jackson was through them. So, and then as I was able to, you know, make enough money, I was I was just drawn to shamanism. Always, um, I, I have a rich dream life, and I had personal work that I wanted to do, um, some things I wanted to clear up. Uh, in my own life and I was directed to this really beautiful healer, a shamanic healer named Amanda Folger in Topanga Canyon ah. and, um, <laughs> so she really and that's another canyon that's well, really I, I lived early. at the
0: top of Topanga Canyon on Medley Lane oh that's so <laughs> cool, I know just where that is <laughs> and there was all these wild wonderful trails and I had a big old thoroughbred that was given to me because they were going to put this horse down, his name was Dynamo. When I got him, I said, "Well, first thing I'm going to." I I was working. This is ages ago at at some very expensive clothing stores in Beverly Hills called Giorgio. And this lady was my customer, and I asked her how she was one day, and she says, "Well, I'm kind of sad. I'm going to have put down one of my horses." I said, "Why?" And she says, "Oh, you know, he got ridden, hadn't been ridden in a while, and he ran away and ran into a telephone cable, and is blind in one eye." And, we just don't know what to do with him. And I said, "Well, I'll take him. Don't, don't put him down." Ah. And he was seven years old. And I got on. I rode him. He was. She said he was completely out of control because he hadn't been ridden. He was so perfect. And it turned out it was his seventh birthday. I took him and had him for twenty years. And I took him up with me to Sonoma County. And we were so we were soulmates. We were so bonded. Mm. Uh, my horse, Dynamo.
1: I love it. Well, I
0: changed his name to Lumiere. Um, Ooh, that's well, because you know, I needed something softer for his rather than the dynamo would cut him <laughs> in trouble. <laughs> you so, want to the so, so, he <laughs> became <dynamic>. he became <laughs> Lumiere, and I rode him always up there in, in Sonoma County. In fact, uh, I had some amazing stories that happened with him up there, actually. But the the Roundhouse Barn area, that was where I first had that burnt down, and then where I had him up in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Annandale Park, that area is gone now too. But oh, how he, interesting. yeah, wow. no, but uh, no, that he was, uh, he was, uh, so, we were, I we were just so bonded. I loved, I loved my horse, but um, you know, horses and and people sometimes have that. I think more maybe women than men, but <laughs> but we, but we had that wonderful <laughs> bond. I did want to ask you a little bit about um, Sonoma County and how it's doing. I know you said it's starting to come back, but I have friends who lost their houses. I'm sure you did too. Um, Were there – are there any more fundraisers and how are people doing, all the people that got displaced from their homes?
1: Well, the community really came together, and, um, you know, in Sonoma, the city of Sonoma – uh, not as many homes burned as in, like, the the city of Glen Ellen, which is the next little town up, and then, obviously, Santa Rosa got hit really hard. Yeah. The hillsides are still pretty charred, mm-hmm. you know, but I've heard that the oak trees are going to mostly drop their leaves and be able to come back. But oh, good. But there was just an incredible pulling together, and you know, people were donating so many items that they were being turned away. Um, really? And I, I think that there's still a, a tremendous amount of fundraising and support because everyone is still very traumatized. We still have online forums on Facebook, and if somebody starts to smell smoke, they always check in. Mm-hmm. Am I smelling? What's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I feel an earthquake last night? <laughs> so, I mean, everyone's really uh, pulled together. And where, um,
0: Where do you live in Sonoma? I live
1: in Boys Hot Springs, just outside oh. of the downtown.
0: Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I used to live, as I said, in Endale, but I'd go over to Calistoga for the mud baths there, and I loved it. And, of course, right. um, yeah, I, I, that was a threatened. Uh, there's just it's such, I hope people still remember that they can go there. One of the saddest parts was people, I even heard people saying in some shows, don't go to Sonoma County, it's not the same, don't go to Santa Rosa. Um, for tourism, tourism and, and the winery tours are a huge source of income um, mm-hmm. for these places. So I hope people do still go. There are lots of wineries still left; they weren't all burnt down. I don't think.
1: Yeah, there were very few that were burnt down. Mm-hmm. I think um, you know the hillsides were a little burnt, but it's actually just stunningly beautiful. You know, it's mm-hmm. still stunningly beautiful. You'd have to drive down certain roads to even know there was a fire.
0: That's good to know. Um, it's good yeah. to know. Yeah. No, and the
1: town of Calistoga is fine. So good. even though that's where the, the big fire started that, that fateful night with the heavy winds, it started up near Calistoga and then uh-huh. blew towards Santa Rosa. But there's, you know, the, the, it's still, as you drive into Sonoma, it's still the same oak studded, rolling hill, green, absolutely gorgeous. The mustard wow. grass is blooming now. It's stunning.
0: I used to always go up every Saturday to the Sonoma Mountain Zen Center on the top of Sonoma Mountain Road up there. Yes, yeah, so that's a beautiful area. It, it survived. They had to fight. They had to get a generator. They had to fight day and night. They have 80 acres up there, and uh, but they did survive. Wow. And, boy, it changed a lot of people's lives. And I think the story is that's so amazing is how people did pull together and support each other. Um, the good that came out yeah. from the people helping each other is amazing.
1: I know. That's just like we can be so great. Humanity can be so amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. We have
1: some really high highs and some really low lows. <laughs> yes. Yes,
0: indeed. <laughs> well, what's your next project going to be? Is there another project in the works?
1: Well, that's what Byron and I have been, you know, kind of throwing around. Um, we're just going to get through this next month, which is, you know, we're really promoting because it's the release date mm-hmm. month. So, um, and, and you got, you, that, got not,
0: you got, you uh, got, you're number seven in ZMR's own music radio. And yes, we can, we're so excited. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So Thank you, you so much. So you could be up for um, some categories in the awards they do? So, we could be. Yes. So
1: that would be quite an honor. Yeah. Uh, you know, as Byron says, though, you know, we're both super, super grounded, super tuned into uh, energy, and we tend to work in the same ways. So we tend to kind of track with each other and with what wants to happen and, and Our our primary purpose is to be of service to that. Yes, thank
0: you, thank you, thank you. It's too easy to get hung up in the awards and those things, I know, because I'm a a voting member of the Grammys, and I see sometimes people completely get sidetracked by thinking, well, this could have a better category for getting an award, or this one could be this (laughs) way. No, 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 no. don't do it hoping to get nominated. (laughs) Just do it because it's what you believe in, and that's more important (laughs) than getting an award. (laughs) our nomination. So thank you for honoring that. That's really, really important to remember. Although you know it is interesting because you're you're almost beyond a category in what you were doing. <laughs> and they were here. Is, <laughs> I mean, I I hate boxes too, but I, it, this is one that goes beyond that because I wish there was a spirit music category. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a spirit music category? Yes, <laughs> that
1: would be really cool. Yeah. Well, and the thing that I like, I mean, it's almost as if I didn't that I wasn't part of creating it. This is an album I really love to listen to. Mm-hmm. So when I put They Were Here on, especially I like to hear it in my car because it feels cinematic and i like to be moving when i hear it and i like to see a landscape when i hear it yeah and it doesn't even matter if it's ocean or desert or or what the landscape is it just feels right to
0: be somehow seeing nature when i listen to it i totally get that i take a walk in nature every day i'd rather be on horseback doing that Mm -hmm. every day but i don't have a horse now so so i take a walk in nature every day and you you have a horse now
1: I uh, I don't have a horse at the moment.
0: No. Yeah, you had a horse mm-hmm. called Solo, and I've seen pictures of this beautiful horse. And thank you, you. you do a song to Solo. Oh, on, I miss them. I know. I, really I miss them. my horse, Lumiere, too. I can get it. <laughs> I, well, you know, we're just about out of time, but I just okay. have to say thank you so much um, for your love and your passion and following your heart and your, your purpose in life. And you are obviously doing that. People can find you. The best place to find you would be your website at Jennifer. Grace G R A I S dot com, correct?
1: That's correct. And Metcalf dot com and you can get downloads. Or you can do iTunes or Amazon to stream or do a download or buy the physical C D if they were here.
0: Wonderful. Well, um thank Airbnb. you thank you for your wonderful, heartfelt work and um it's great to connect and maybe we'll connect somewhere Sonoma, Sedona, Maui, somewhere along the way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a feeling we will. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you y- yes, so much. Yes, it has
0: indeed. A uh, big aloha from here to there. Okay,
1: thank you. Same uh, back to you. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye.